0: What's going on? It's your main man, Rick the Dawn. Hey, welcome. What, what's up, y'all? So I finally caught up. And uh wow, I got a couple things I want to put out there. This episode is brought to you by the Rick the Dawn podcast. It's my new podcast. Uh please check it out. Throw me a five-star rating because why not show some love? But anyway, um, so I want to just talk, start talking off uh start off with the error situation. Um, I mean, you know, this whole thing has been hard to watch for me, and I've been saying this for the last few weeks, but Uh, I was really upset with Eris because, you know, I'm okay with Eris saying I'm not attracted to you. And that's that, you know, but it felt like Eris was trying to uh, be he was being fake. You know what I'm saying? And it, It was driving me crazy. It's like him. He was saying all these positive things. And I could not help myself from thinking if you feel this way, then why are you not staying with her? He was saying everything that he possibly could. In the way of positivity like you know i think she's a you know a good woman and you know she when i come home i feel like it's a home and she's did an amazing job and you know when i came home and she wasn't there i was like where is everybody at where's duchess so you know she's just a really nice person she's a sweet person it's like bro who you blowing smoke to because if you felt that way if that was any of that was true you would have been staying with Jasmine this episode. But you know what happened? You you're just, you just left. You, you didn't want to stay with her. All right. And how about them allowing Jasmine to go first? I thought it was very nice of them. Uh, I really wish they would come up with a format that allowed them to go at the same time via some type of ballot box or writing down their decision. That would be kind of cool because I feel like once one person says no, it destroys the, the suspense. But anyway, um, he said all those positive things just to ultimately divorce Jasmine. And I just thought it was a cop out. I thought it was fake. It didn't sound real. And, you know, it just really sucked. And I hate I hated watching it. Um, I've said this from, a, from the beginning. I clearly think that Ares had a relationship off camera that he didn't necessarily divulge. He did talk about having sexual relations with a woman just prior to going on the show. And if I know what I know usually that is not a, a good sign, all right, um, to have sexual relations and then get married to a separate person just weeks later. That's probably not going to go well. So it's just my opinion that she was pivotal or played a part in the relationship or rather the, the destruction of this marriage. But anyway, what did you think about Eris's whole situation? Uh, was you vibing with it? Was you not? Now, it was kind of cool to see that this season is not going to stop after decision day. What do you think about that? Do you feel like they're just trying to milk this whole thing and constantly just trying to ring it out? Because, you know, this episode was drawn out. This episode could have literally been five minutes and it could have been even shorter than that. When you consider that we already knew who picked what and who picked who. So the fact that they continued to just drag this thing along was pretty crazy. But anyway, um, you know, I was kind of happy to see that they're going to do some things after. Decision Day, and I think we all know what's going what's gonna to pretty much come about. First off, we saw that Eris. what was Eris doing after Decision Day? Uh, I want to say I saw him hug another woman. I did see that. Didn't you see that? And I definitely saw Jasmine going, going, uh, going to date. It was kind of cool because she asked this random guy who had his back to the camera. It was the weirdest thing. It was almost like, hey, you can show your face. Now, that's editing, obviously, but it just felt like he was trying to hide his face like the Phantom of the Opera or something like that. And she asked the most awkward question you can ever ask a guy, and she was like, "You you do find me sexually attractive, right?" And he's like, "Oh yes, I sure, I surely I do, right?" And it's just, uh, it was like kind of cringe for me, but um, that happened. And you know, I'm I, I, we got to talk about this real quick. I, I kind of missed it the last time I watched the last episode or did, did one of these things here. Um, there was a bar scene, and. For whatever reason, some guys were at the bar, <laughs> and it's, uh, for those who've watched it, you already know where I'm going with this. There were some guys at the bar, and they happen to spot Jasmine and company, and they walk over to Jasmine and company, and the, one of the guys starts to flirt with Jasmine, and he's like, you know, I got the 747 outside, baby. I got the 747 outside. Just say the word. We're leaving. You want to you, you go? You want to go right now? And Jasmine is like blushing, like, oh, I can't leave. Oh. I was just like, yo. This is a new low for the show. Let me tell you why I say that. Because it was cl- uh, completely scripted. Okay. Earlier in the same show, one of the guys that was with the guy who approached Jasmine was seen doing some boxing le- lessons with Eris and I want to say McKinley. Right. So it's like, wait a minute. You're telling me that Eris and McKinley's boxing instructor just happened to be with a, with with the guy that approached Jasmine in the bar later that night. It's like no town, no city, no state is that small. So it, it really just destroyed immersion. and made me feel like some of this stuff is scripted and it really upset me. Um, speaking of scripted, I could not help but realize or at least feel after hearing Eris divulge how he felt and all these different things, it made me wonder, is this guy like is, is are they paying him to stay in this relationship or have they given him a script like, hey, so We know you don't really vibe with her. We know you don't like her, but we would like for you to say some nice things. I feel like some of those kind of conversations took place off camera. And like I said, man, it was just so difficult. Um, Are you upset with Eris? That's the question. Are you upset with Eris or do you kind of agree with the way he handled it? Because looking at things from a positive standpoint, because I'm I'm not one to want to absolutely dog Eris out. Let me tell you why, because I am Eris or I used to be. So um, everything I say about Eris, to put everything in context, I'm really talking about, talking about my former self. just want to be clear about that. Um, the only difference is I was like 19 when I was exhibiting some of the behaviors I see in errors, And that's what upsets me. It's not that he's acting the way he's acting. It's just that um, I, I don't expect it or I, should, I didn't expect that from somebody that's 40. You know what I'm saying? Almost 40 or 40, what have you. So that's what irritates me. I'm like, dude, you, you could have got this out your system a long time ago. And I'm so glad Jasmine pointed it out. She said... She finally said, you know, I don't think that he was ready for marriage, um, you know, and I hate to say this, but Eris went to the wrong show. He went to Married at First Sight. There's a show on HBO Max. I want to say it's HBO Max. It's called F Boy Island. Is it HBO Max. I think it's HBO Max. It's called F Boy Island, where a woman has to pick between, you know, all these different guys. And at the end, she has to you know guess whether or not he's a good guy or f-boy and i think Ares would have been grateful for that show because he, he's an f-boy and, that, and that's no disrespect like says to be one too but the point is why did he come on a show about marriage where he uh you know was paired with a person randomly that's the part that upsets me and that's why i say in this situation he's a clown now, i'm not going to disrespect him you know his personal character but without question what i saw on the screen was clown-like you know it was clown-like and it wasn't it wasn't fun to watch Anyway, um, we did get some sightings from both Dominique and McKinley. I'm not sure how this works. We know that somehow they come back to the show after decision day. And we see that both Gina and McKinley go on a date. So that was kind of cool to see that. And let me tell you, man, if this thing doesn't fail, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what will. Because it's no way that Somebody that that's uh as sleazeballish ballish as McKinley, and I, I say sleazeballish ballish because anytime you're prying on your, your main homies or one of your friends, girlfriend or wife in this case, going into our DMs, that's that's sleaze ballish, and he, he would have to agree, right? And if he doesn't, that's fine. But um, and then Gina self absorbed, how is that going to work? In fact, I hope they start dating because I look forward to seeing the day that that doesn't work, so I can say that's what both of y'all get for just being the kind of people y'all are now. I'll give it to you. McKinley got a raw deal when it came to Dominique. Dominique was somebody who I uh, was really challenged to find positives about. Um, so he, he did get a bad deal there. But everything that Dominique had a problem with him staying with somebody, him not being ready for marriage, or that, kind, it was completely understandable. So, you know, a lot of times I wonder, am I really upset with Dominique? Because if my daughter brought this guy home, would I be like, you know, giving her the thumbs up? I would say no. He doesn't have his own house. You know what I mean? But anyway, um, we saw that Dominique and Clint kiss. That, that kiss looks so cringe. Initially, I thought there was like a passionate kiss until I saw it again because prior to seeing it tonight, I saw a lot of like social media clips. But this was the first time where I actually saw like actual, you know, footage of it. And let me tell you, it was not the most romantic kiss I've ever seen. It looked very scripted again. There's that word and it looked very fake, but I still want to see it All right, so that's gonna be a good good time to see that All right, so we know that this couple stayed together Chris and Nicole and man who saw this coming everybody all right (laughs) Um, You know one thing I liked about what I heard in this episode was how they balance each other out Um, You know Nicole was the one who coined that she said that you know sometimes she's very anxious and very high, you know high energy Whereas Chris is the exact opposite. And as such, they balance each other out very well. And I loved hearing that. And I especially love seeing it because I can see it on screen. And I do think they balance each other out. Um, But Pastor Cal brought up a great point. He said he said that these two rarely had any arguments throughout the season. And he was worried that they could have a argument off off screen that they would not be prepared for because they've never really had an argument. So I'm hoping that this is not that couple, that couple that, um, you know, they, they look strong, they, they're doing a good job, but one argument or just a few arguments really caused things to crash. Let me tell you why I say I'm a little concerned is because if you go back to that honeymoon, um, uh, episode, Chris was bawling because his dogs could not stay with him at that particular point. And this is what caused Nicole to ask her father to watch the dogs. But just looking at how Chris handles conflict, and that wasn't even the worst type of conflict. You know, you would have thought his dogs died. They did not. So just seeing him react that way certainly made me wonder how he's going to handle any pushback from Nicole should a argument take place. So that's going to be interesting. But I'm pulling for them because I really like this couple. And I want to just give a quick shout out man, Nicole looked absolutely stunning this episode. You know, a lot of jokes are out there about her shoulders and I, like, <laughs> I just think that's so cruel, by the way. But anyway, um, there's a lot of jokes out there about, you know, this, that, and how she looks, whatever. Let me be very clear. This woman looked absolutely stunning this, uh, tonight. And, you know, that's from somebody who's like, mm, she's not my type necessarily. But tonight she was my type. I was like, man, this girl is gorgeous, man. And I'm like, Chris definitely hit the jackpot uh you know and i hope like i said i hope they work out this next couple of course i've talked about jasmine and eris and let me tell you something eris and jasmine on paper makes so much sense and when you look at them side by side they make so much sense you would think that this couple would work but it just doesn't and i don't understand well actually i do understand i think that eris is he, ha- he has prior situations he has things going on he slept with jasmine's uh friend you know, he had a situation that occurred right before he got married. So we're talking about the F boy here. And, you know, I've kind of dogged him out enough. I don't want to be that guy because, you know, I don't know much about errors. I don't know what makes him tick, what kind of things plague him or what he thinks about, you know, one thing I will say, I didn't like, I did not like, I did not like how he tried to justify him not liking Jasmine. Uh, One of the things he said was, you know, I don't like that she doesn't, you know, love herself or he didn't say that specifically but that's what he alluded to basically saying something about her shuts down whenever she has a problem and he equated that particular behavior to she doesn't love herself or i want someone who loves themselves and that made her react and she asked him so you don't think i love myself so i just didn't like how he went there because i never got that vibe from uh what's her name Uh, jasmine i never got that vibe that she didn't care about herself um i do get the vibes that she puts people's um, happiness and emotions emotional stability over her own i did get that i did get that sometimes she'll shut down and not say how she truly feels i got that but does that mean she doesn't love herself i did not get that so i I didn't like that he used that um but we saw that this couple ultimately divorced and uh there's no no bringing this back i am happy to see that we kind of get like a little sneak peek that jasmine finds somebody else but a part of me wonders if this is one, a rebound or two, just something for the cameras to say that, hey, Jasmine had a happy ending. That's the kind of vibes I'm getting. And I hope that's not true. All right. Clinton Gina, man, this couple is just one of those couples you just hate to watch on screen because they pretend that they are good friends. But I've never seen friends act this way. And, you know, I want to just go get it out the way. There was a situation that occurred in the preview. That lets us know that at some point they're gonna to go to court. And for some reason, uh Clint gets the dog, Hank. And Gina is like livid about it. Like, I'm not gonna allow you to get away with this. Now, from what I was able to gather, it seemed as if some type of law allowed Clint to get the dog. Now, I don't know. Um, but I, I do know this when it comes to marriage, you know, both. But both people have say so. So I, I'm wondering if somehow Clint was able to take the dog because, you know, when you get married married to somebody, you know, everything is split in half. Everything is 50 50. And I'm wondering if he requested the, uh, the dog. So that was interesting to see that. I'm not sure how else he could have got the dog. But apparently something went down there. Um, speaking of labeling your partner or whatever you want to label them just so that you don't feel bad about yourself. Gina had a lot to say about Clint, and I didn't like it. You know, I started off as a Clint disliker. I did not like Clint initially. I just, just didn't like his energy. it was too much. But over the season, I realized that he's just a good person, and he's a person who wants to see uh, people happy. So naturally, he does crack a lot of jokes, and he tries to lighten the mood. But that's because he cares. He cares about people's, uh, uh, uh what's the word, comfort. Now, that didn't give him any or buy him any favors because we saw that, Gina not only asked for the divorce as well, but just kind of put, put it out there like his energy was kind of cringe that he wasn't attra- uh, she, she wasn't attracted to him and that, you know, the way that he would be the life of the party wasn't necessarily something that turned her on. And I just didn't like it, you know, because the minute Clint would have said anything like that, she would have had a fit. Um, We saw what happened when he said he just he didn't even say she was fat. He just said he dates. Or he he typically dates slender chicks, and uh, she went off the rails. And the fact that she doesn't have any discretion when she's talking about Clint, his behavior, his his looks, and all this, it was very, very hypocritical in my personal opinion. Um, but yeah, no way this couple's gonna work. And I'm not even sure how, what's gonna happen for them in the future. Now I did see another clip of Clint with some mystery woman. They were playing that frisbee game where you got to throw the frisbee between the fence gate, whatever it was. But it was kind of cool to see him on a date with somebody. She looked scripted as well. She didn't seem to fit Clint, in my personal opinion. She had a Cali- California type of look to her. So it made me feel as if they just kind of threw her in there, paid her a couple dollars, and said, hey, we need a happy ending. Not sure. But anyway, the last couple I would like to talk about is uh, Kirsten and Shaquille. Now the episode goes off before they are able to give us their, you know, their final decisions. And but we already know what what it is. There's been leaks online, and not only that, you can just tell that these two really do care about about each other. Um, I've been very critical of Shaquille. I've been wondering to myself, why is he so emotional, and why is he so needy? And I know that's not fair. I know it isn't, but I found myself asking that question because it just feels as if. He's you know, he's he's constantly, constantly looking for uh emotional support. And he says something that really threw me off, right? Uh it threw me off so much that I almost forgot about the suit he wore. Now, I've never seen a suit look so bad. Okay, like ever. I mean, I've never seen a suit look so bad. I mean, I mean that. And uh, I mean, I can go to the goodwill and find a better suit than what he had on for decision day. But anyway, um, Shaquille, I mean, where uh, the Kirsten says something that I thought was pretty crazy. She said, you know, he's very emotional. He needs a lot of emotional support. And then Shaquille doubles down on that and basically says, you know, she's the dominant one of the relationship. She's like the alpha. And I was like, bro, you know, you never tell your woman that. It's like, this is exactly why she says and does the way the things she does and behaves the way she does, because you're telling her that she's the man of the house, Right so i just i just i couldn't agree with that i was so like bro you don't you don't ever do that even if you feel that way you don't ever do that um kirsten has one of the best uh behavioral arcs in a season i've seen in a long time she started off as somebody who i just pretty much didn't like and now i just think the world a world of her i just think she's an awesome person if you go back to my episode one maybe two or even three reactions of this show you always hear me dog out cursing because i'm like she's so spoiled actor i just can't stand this but you soon find out that you know she's a really nice person she's a she's pretty dope and not only that absolutely stunning okay now someone in the show i forget who it was it might have been dr pepper or it might have been no it wasn't it wasn't dr pepper it was after the show a little after party thing they do um they made a great point a great point and what they said was uh initially Shaquille was doing all the work to try and spark something with Kirsten but because Kirsten wasn't quite attracted to him she didn't really you know you know allow him to feel more comfortable by by, uh, by way of giving him affirmation if you will but the minute they had intercourse, it seems as if Shaq kind of turned his switch off And then Kirsten turned her switch on because now she's emotionally invested. And I just thought to myself, that is a great situation. I mean, I won't say a great situation, but I'll say that makes me feel as if I've been right this entire time. For the longest of times, I've been telling myself, I've been talking to my friends and I've been saying. One of the best things that a woman can do when they meet a guy is refrain from having sex, because when you don't have sex with the guy, what happens is they usually imagine what that intercourse would feel like and their imagination nine times out of 10 will always be better than the actual act and the longer a woman can sustain from sexual relations the more that man is going to invest in that woman and the minute he feels her gets her that's about where all the emotions shut off um a woman watching this right now i'm sure has been in this exact situation where she's, you know, been with a guy. At first, he was very attentive, listening. And the minute he got it, he turned everything off. And all of a sudden, he's not attracted to her. Listen, this is a real phenomenon. And I don't know what to call it. But even for myself, I've been with women. um, You know, I saw them one way prior to intercourse. And then after intercourse, saw them a completely different way. I would even argue that Women drop about a number and a half from where they were prior to when a guy had intercourse with them. For example, if a guy meets a woman and she is a eight out of 10 in terms of looks to him, by the time they finish having intercourse, she'll drop down to a 6.5. So what I'm saying is, ladies, when you have intercourse with a guy, your, your number out of 10 will drop by one and a half points. And if you want to keep that one, one and a half point advantage, then sustain yourself. Do not have, refrain from having sex because the minute you do, you're going to drop 1.5 points. And I mean, this is true. Ask any guy. All right. Ask any guy. Have not watch this part right here and say, Hey, when you have intercourse with a woman, do they, do they usually drop by one and a half points? And they're going I'm like, Oh yeah. So that means if you meet a guy and he finds you uh maybe like a seven and a half, he finds you pretty attractive. If y'all had intercourse, You're gonna drop down to a six. Okay. That's how it is, right? So I'm just telling women, if you want to get married, if you want a guy to you know fall in love with you, the longer you hold out is that increases your chances. I'll put it that way. The longer you hold out, the greater your chances are that he'll he'll fall in love with you. Because most men, if not all men, are visually stimulated by women just instantly. But in order for us to connect with you heart to heart, a lot of times it will take for you to kind of hold off and hold out, so that we don't get that immediate gratification. Because the minute we get it, it's like all right, whatever. It's kind of like the perfect analogy of this is when you're very, very, very very hungry, and you go to a restaurant. You're like, I can't wait to eat. I can't wait to eat. And the minute you take a bite out of your food, your hunger decreases by, or I should just say, your hunger decreases significantly. That's exactly what happens when a guy has intercourse with a woman, you know, prior to having intercourse with a woman, we're like salivating because we want her so bad. And the minute we get it, you drop by one and a half points. We're no longer hungry for this particular meal anymore. And then it becomes, you know what happens? Then what happens is we find the next woman who we haven't had because her number still, you know, still, still pretty high, right? If you are a a seven and a half and then we had intercourse or I had intercourse with you and you dropped to a 6.5 and then we see a a seven right here who we've never had intercourse with. Despite you being higher than her when me and you first met, the fact that you're a six and a half now because we had intercourse or a six now, whatever it is, and then she's a seven, that's all it takes. Now, granted, you used to be a seven and a half, now you're a six, she's a seven and if we had intercourse with her, she would drop down to a 5.5. Despite that, it really wouldn't matter, all right, because the damage would have been done. So the the point is, holding out is how you find the right guy, all right? Um, I saw it in real time. My mother, when she met my stepfather, they met at church, right? And I I still believe to this day the reason they ultimately got married is because my mother drew a line in the sand and just said, I'm not giving you intercourse until we get married. And that is such an old-fashioned thing now where people kind of frown upon it, but I'm telling you, there's a reason why there was more marriages in the past than there there are right now because women of the past had different moral compasses and you know it was more common to wait until things were serious it wasn't even about marriage it was just like I'm not giving it up on the first night it wasn't as popular like we didn't have all this preaching of sex that we have now the internet wasn't probably going on right so you know at the end of the day You couldn't see a chick's Instagram all day long. You couldn't like salivate. So when you saw her, it was so important. And a lot of women, they came from, I would argue better households. You know, I'm talking maybe the forties, fifties possibly. And they came from better households. Most of those households had mothers and fathers in them. And most of those parents had their child come home at a certain time. It was just a lot more conservative. And that, uh, uh, that conservative mentality, I would argue, has stopped a lot of sexual intercourse. And this is probably why a lot of men say, look, the only way I'm going to get this woman is if I marry her. I got to make an honest woman over That's how it went down. Now, in you know our time, in more contemporary times, sex is so prevalent. It's like first night. And this is why we don't have so that many marriages. That's my theory. OK, that's my theory is because no one's holding out. Ours to say the women aren't because they hold the key to it. Um a guy can't get much of anything if the woman doesn't provide it right I heard one person say this it was pretty awesome they said that women control the key to sexual intercourse whereas men control the keys to re- relationships or marriage now I think that's it's some truth to that right uh, but anyway, that's about where i will leave things off. I hope you enjoyed it if so throw your man, man a like on the video and uh apparently the show isn't over I, I thought tonight would be the last the last one but I heard them say there was three more episodes, so uh, we'll see what's up, y'all. But anyway, stay safe out there, and I'll see you on the next one, yo. Peace.